we'll we'll finish it up next week and and so uh good to have you here thank you buddy it's all yours all right uh so it's good to see everybody today um you know i i when i thought about coming up today i i've been on quite a journey in this church you know it's been uh, i've been here for i don't know exactly how long maybe 10 years or so but uh you know, uh, Ryan Bastra spoke something over my wife and, and I and said, you know, you, you've sat well, uh, you sat well in, a, in this time. And, you know, I've really been under a lot of people that are, have poured into my life. You know, a lot of the, uh, I remember I used to always sit in the back way over there because I didn't like being here. But uh, I used to sit way in the back and, uh, you know, I, I'd kind of just be very pretty closed off and stuff. And, I just remember, you know, uh, the first time Rifle was up here and he started teaching on grace and it, and something inside me leapt, you know, in my heart, something just like, despite the way I, I, I was and hardened and all that, something leapt inside of me. And I, I just had never heard it taught like that before. And, uh, and, you know, that was like the start of it, you know? And so I, I, I just wanted to honor Rifle. He's an amazing teacher and I've really sat under him for a while, you know? Pastor Doug has, uh, he's been, he's been a father to me down here. You know, I don't have family down here, uh, my immediate family there in New York and Florida. And, uh, Pastor Doug just really has, uh, embraced me as a son and he's shown me the father's heart. And that's sometimes the way God chooses to reveal things is through each other, you know, through communion with each other. And so I, Pastor Doug, I honor you. Thank you. And uh, uh, Brother Manny, has, Pastor Manny has been calling stuff out of me that I didn't even see, you know, and he's kind of like had spoken stuff over me that, uh, that, you know, he saw the gold in me when I didn't see it, and uh, he pulled it out of me, and, and, you know, God bless him down in, in Guatemala, is that where he is now? And I honor him as well. i just, I just really thankful. All, all, all the, uh, the uh, elders and people who have poured into me in this church and have really been mentors to me, I, I'm, I'm just honored. I'm thankful to be here. Thank you. Uh, so today, uh, I, I, I titled the message "Return to Paradise," and and you know, it's my favorite gospel is John, and uh, it, you know, it's it was the last gospel that was written, and I find it interesting how he starts it. You know, we, uh, Mark was the first gospel, and he he goes to, he starts at John the Baptist, and then you know you have uh, uh, Matthew that says, "No, we got to go back a little bit further than that." And uh, he starts with Abraham. And then we have uh, Luke. No, 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 we got to go a little bit further. And he goes all the way back to Adam. And then we get to John. In the beginning was the word. And I love that. I, I, that, that's, that speaks volumes what, what, when he says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. The, uh, the word with, with means pros, face to face. He was face to face with the father. And this, this, before the foundations of the earth were laid, this, there was this eternal dance of the Trinity. And there, there's, no, there's no insecurity in that Trinity. They, they just, there's no selfishness. They're just constantly beholding each other. And the Son is only testifying of the Father. And the Father is only looking at the Son. And the Holy Spirit is testifying of the Son. And they're in this eternal dance of the Trinity, uh, just un, un, unhindered. Uh, no, no hiding, unashamed, just pouring into each other. The, the Greek term for this love theologians refer to as perichoresis. And uh, it's just this other giving love. And 
the fact that that's the God that we serve, with, he's not just this isolated monad God that sits out far away from us, unconcerned about us, uh, no personality, just by himself. He's, he's a God of relationship, and he's always been. That's, that's who he is in his eternal being. He's always been a God of relationship. And this is the mystery that Paul referred to. He, and we're going to talk about two contexts that he uses the word mystery. And the mystery was that this eternality of the Trinity wanted to create something to share it with, to share this unbridled, un, unhindered uh, fellowship with. They wanted to make a creation and sweep creation into this love bed of the Trinity. And that was what Paul said is the mystery that's before the foundations of the earth were laid. You know, we were, we were found in Christ before we were lost in Adam. It's the, 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 you know, uh, it says that the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. I mean, this is, a, this is very mystical, but this, this, is, this was God's plan. He wasn't taken off guard by Adam, by Adam falling. He wasn't afraid of his sin, and we'll get into that. He, 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 he knew exactly what he was doing all along. And in the mystery, who he also refers to as Jesus, would be manifest at the right time. In due season, the word become flesh that was going to bring us back into that fellowship of the Trinity. So uh, when we go back, we, we, we look at Adam and Eve and, uh, in the garden. And, you know, I've come to really just be camping out on the story of creation and uh, Adam in the garden. And, you know, when Adam was created and, and Eve was created, it says they were naked and they're unashamed. And... Uh, they, were, they had fellowship with God and, and walked in perfect harmony with him in the cool of the day. And, you know, they had, they had that. They, they were made partakers of that. And that's all they knew, right? And so when we look at uh, the temptation of uh, Adam and Eve, you know, often we, we, we focus on the fruit, them eating the fruit. But there's a root to that, right? They, they, they fell in their minds before they ate of the fruit. The fruit is just, it's not, they, they, they ate the fruit because they fell in their minds first, okay? So when they started uh, uh, being tempted by, by the serpent, you know, they, uh, he says, or Eve says, we shouldn't eat of any other uh, tree except the tree of uh, life. We shouldn't eat of the tree of good and evil. And so the serpent, did God really say that? Uh, is, he, is, he, is, he, is he hiding something for from you? Is he really that good? You know, whatever, whatever kind of temptations he was thinking. And before she eats of the fruit, she starts believing those lies. And she falls in her mind first. Is, is, God, is he really hiding something from me? Is he really that good? Uh, you know, and all of these questions, in which is the root of then her deciding to eat the fruit. And then she gives it to Adam, and we, we, we know how that story goes. But the thing that's interesting uh, is that, you know, when, when God returns, you know, they, they notice that they're, they're ashamed and, and they're naked and they're exposed and they're vulnerable. And Adam goes and hides in the bushes. And uh, God's like, where are you, Adam? He knows where he is. You know, like, he, he knows exactly where he is. But he he's, wants Adam to, to realize, like, why are you hiding? What, you have no concept of this. You know, you have no concept of... Uh, why you should be hiding or why you're afraid of, you know, where did this come from? And he, he says, we, uh, the, the woman that you gave me. So he blames her, the woman first, and then he blames God. 
And, uh, she, and then she says, no, it's, it was the serpent. He deceived me. So this whole kind of uh, like fellowship among humanity collapses right before our eyes. And, uh, and so, you know, God says, who, who told you that you were naked? You know, and so what, when we look at what happened here, and Adam and Eve having no concept of a, a, anything other than a perfect, loving God, is, well, well how, how do they experience this with God? And so what they, what they basically did is took what they felt in themselves, the guilt maybe that they felt, uh, the, the disappointment that they felt in themselves, that they were ashamed, and they took everything that they experienced within themselves, and they started to paint a face of God in their own minds. That wasn't true. That it, it, it was a lie. They created this, this image of God within their own minds, and because of the way they felt, they started to view God this way. But it was never really, you know, that, that's never the way God was. And in, in they immediately, as Paul co- goes on to say, they, th- that we were alienated in our own minds. We are the ones that have been running away from God. You know, I, we, we look at the story of Abraham and Isaac a little bit later. And, you know, when, when the, we know the story, but that he's, God tells him to offer his son, Isaac, they, they, they go, well, where are we going? God will provide, and he sure did provide. He sent the, the ram right into the bushes. He's been pursuing us the whole time. It says that your sin separated you from God, and we are the ones that have been running away from God the whole time. And God's constantly been per, uh, pursuing us. And uh, so, you know, this is kind of the, the fall that, that we've, uh, that humanity experienced, and you know, I, something I, I, I have written down at the, the, on the brochure there is that our, in our own human mind, our way to get back to God has been through this thing known as religion, doing. This is how we got to get back to God, okay? Uh, the, he, he's distant. He's off somewhere in, in, you know, far away, and we need a list of rules or whatever it is to try to get back to God. And as we can, if we could go uh, to uh, Genesis Four, one through five. We see this uh, happen r- r- immediately after the fall. Now Adam and Eve knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So we, we kind of see that, uh, the story with Cain and Abel, and we see this first instance of uh, an attempt to try to bridge this gap that is really existing in man's own mind and trying to br- bridge it through religion. Now, I, I thought about this for a while when I looked at these two sacrifices, like, what, what's the deal? I mean, he brought the, his, his fruit from the ground, one brought one from, you know, one was a farmer, and one brought one from his first of his flocks. What's going on here? And uh, as I started looking into this a, a little bit deeper, we, we see that one Abel specifically 
did not come on his own righteousness, okay? Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, but Cain is the one who comes on, try, uh, like doing, on works, trying to establish his own right, righteousness. Uh, if we look at when Adam and Eve needed to be clothed, God provided the skins for them. He provided atonement. Okay, right in the garden, before the law was ever given, it was an example of atonement and God saying, I'm going to cover you, with, and this is the way I'm going to cover you. So when Abel goes to give his offering, he offers the, 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 the animal sacrifice. The, the, uh, without the shedding of blood, is the, you know, there's no remission of sins. So he comes on the, the provision, the uh, atonement that God had provided, where Cain is operating under the curse, you know, cursed is the ground. By the sweat of your brow, you, you'll, you'll till the ground. And so Cain, not really seeing this, tries to, by my own works, by my own labor that I did, and he tries to provide offering there. So we already kind of see this immediately after the fall is kind of this uh, trying to get back, you know, trying to get back to God through doing. And, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, this is really what a lot of, I know for myself, I did ever since, you know, it's, it's trying to like bridge this gap that like seeing God way off in the distance and, and trying to bridge the gap between me and him. Because when, you know, when God's off in the distance, religion, it, it thrives on that. It, it, it ends up becoming a transactional thing. I'll do this so you can send something back. And it just turns into this big, like, uh, kind of, never-ending cycle of a hamster wheel of just, like, doing to try to get something uh, from God. And, you know, God at, at some points will wink at that stuff, and he'll honor it, and, you know, or not honor it, but he'll, he'll allow it, and he'll bless it, and he'll st- you'll still be blessed and whatnot. But it comes to a time where he starts breaking these icons in your mind of who he is. You know, uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, he, he referred to God, I love this, he referred to God as the great iconoclast, you know, he says that uh, we, we, we make these images in our mind and we build this God of our own minds. And what he eventually does time and time again, he smashes these idols and he reveals himself more. And then he smashes those idols again. We think, okay, I got the formula now. I got it. This is how he works. I do this. He does that. I read this. He does that. I pray like this. This happens. And then he smashes that idol. And you, you notice that that doesn't happen in your experience anymore. And you start having questions. Well, maybe that's not how God works. And so, you know, but, oh, this person's got a formula. So then we go after this formula. And then we try that. And, and okay, you, there's some fruit there. Smashes that idol. God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to disclose himself to us. It's his good pleasure to give, give us the kingdom. You know, we just have to receive it with open hands, you know, and allow him to to reveal himself to us. He's a self-disclosing God. He, he, sp- he has spoken to us in these last days by his son, you know, and he, he, wants, he wants to reveal himself to us. So if, if we could go to, and I did this in the King James because there's some, uh, uh, I just like the way it's done in the King James. Sorry, I might be using a lot of translations, but if we could do uh, John 5, start at uh, verse 1. This is what I like to call, I, you know, I was, uh, there's this restaurant in New York where I'm from, it's called the Rain Dancer. It was really good food. But uh, the, the, I was at the, the place, wait, we were waiting to be seated one time. I was with my family, and I was uh, waiting to eat, and we were, sit, we were sitting at the bar where people wait before they're uh, shown to their table. And I was kind of just looking around, and I saw this sign on the wall. 
and it said free drinks tomorrow. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's, it's, that's just painted on there, you know? So you come back the next day, free drinks tomorrow. And then you come back the next day, free drinks tomorrow. And next day, and next day, and next day, and next day. Because everything is off in the distance, and it's always in the future. And your breakthrough's next year. So maybe it's going to be in 2020. Until you go halfway there. No, 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 no. Maybe it's 2021. Then it's going to be the next year, and your healing's way off, and everything's tomorrow. That's not what Jesus came to do. He's the God-man. He brought heaven to earth. He united us. The, 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 the brought heaven uh, to the, the divine, to humanity, and he wove it together in his incarnation. There is no separation anymore. There is no this distant, far-off gospel. The 3D gospel, I like to call it. Distance, delay, deficit. That's, that's a lot of what we've been living under. That, that even under the new covenant, that, that things are still far off. They're still in the distance. There's still delay with everything. We still have all these deficits that we got to try to bridge uh, before we can go before the Father. That's not the gospel that Jesus taught. He taught, you've been made whole. <sighs> We've been made complete. You can't grow in completeness. You can only grow in your awareness of your completeness. So uh, we're going to look a little bit at this, this uh, scenario that's going on at Bethesda. And I was at Bethesda for many years. And uh, I, 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 tr- I, I pretty much tried every single one of these. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> Maybe for a little while. <laughs> uh, this is good. Okay, so it says, uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. Well, if we, if, if we would just get in our minds porches, you know, take away these stairs here, five steps, five big steps that uh, maybe, maybe if we do these five steps right, maybe that's the way that we can please God, okay? If we, if we and I'm, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm, not, uh, not going after these things, I, you know, it's, I'm just, what's the source of doing things? Are you doing something to try to get favor from God or get him to look at you a different way or whatnot? Or is it just like, man, just out of union, I, I, I just want to do these things. I, like, I, I, I feel this burning in me to go wake up early and spend time in prayer today. Now I have to spend time in prayer, you know? So the five porches, in uh, these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halted, withered, Waiting for the moving of the water. The next move. Where's it going to be? Is it going to be at harvest? Is it going to be, do we have to go all the way to California to see the move of God? Where, where, uh, we have to go up uh, to the, wherever, you know, our, to find the next move. You know, we, we, we're the holiest place on earth right now. We're the tabernacle in the wilderness, the meeting place of God and man in, in a tent made of skin. He chose to tabernacle among us. Okay, the, the, the final destiny of the word, and I love to read, it was never in this book. The word became flesh. He wanted to dwell inside of us. Paul said to the Corinthians, don't you understand that you're the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you? That was what he was, that was what, he, you know, that's, that, that's the way Paul taught. Awake to your righteousness in sin not. You know, it's uh, the indicative imperative. This is who you are. This is what you have because of what Jesus did. Therefore, husbands, love your wives. 
uh, children, obey your parents. Uh, it, like, you know, it was, this is who we are and this is what we have, therefore act like it. Be holy, for I am holy. It's not a commandment, it's a benediction. Be holy, for I am holy. As he is, so are we in this world. And, you know, that, that, it, it's, it, it's that, 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 we'll get there. Okay. Okay, so, uh, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. You know, look, I'm not, there's going to be a lot of seasons of life. A lot, I, I've had two, uh, the last four years, I've had some of the most difficult stuff happen to me. I lost family members. I lost my best friend. I, uh, my, last year, my grandmother passed away. I, I, I've had really diffi- difficult seasons in my life. But we can be an oasis in these deserts. We can be a blessing in these deserts. We have living waters, not even a living water, not a little stream, a living waters inside of us that we can access at any time and flow with this at any time, no matter what's going on in our life. You know, I find it interesting when Jesus cursed the fig tree, you know, it wasn't even the season for, the season for figs. He, he broke the, se- the, the course of seasons that we wouldn't have to be dictated by these things anymore. Because he's always inside of us. We don't have to go somewhere in order to, you know, get out of that dry season. No, the, 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 the living water is inside of us. And we can manifest that whenever. So an angel went down a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So this has been going on for a while. You know, they saw a couple healings here. You know, they saw some crazy stuff at Azusa or Toronto or wherever. But people are camping out around this, this experience. You know, and, they're, and they're, they're, you know, because it's worked in the past, they're still going through these old things and trying to do it again and again and again. And, you know, that's what happens. And, and I know I did this. I, I, when I was about two years into my walk, I had still one of the most profound experiences, uh, uh, kind of co- encounters with God that I, I've never had as much, and anything like that happen to me again. It's been the most powerful experience I ever had, but I held on to it, and I held on to it, and I tried to recreate it over and over again, and I was like, how do I, I remember when I was there, how, do, how did I do this, did I, was the right song playing, you know, all this stuff, and when you have, when you're holding on to things, blessings, or whatever it is, old experiences, you can't, you can't get anything else in your hand. You know, you can't get the next move in your hand. The next, the next thing that God's doing, you can't receive it because you're still holding on to something and he wants to do something totally new. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that, man, we, we, I, I've just come to just be so free. And I just, I, again, I, I, I have open hands because I know that he wants to reveal himself to me. You know, when he says seek, knock, ask, it says, seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Uh, I forgot the, the other one. <laughs> Ask, and you will receive. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is a done deal. This, this, it is finished, and, and, and we can only wake up to these realities. You know, that we can only, uh, we, can't, we can't grow in them. We can only grow in our awareness of them. He, he, he finished it. He's, you know, it's not something else that we got to add to his work. And I, I, so I'm already in Disneyland. I'm just kind of going from this place to the next place. And wow, I did, did a lot on Space Mountain. Now I'm going over to the next one. And, you know, it's just, 
This, this is what, it's just a life of opening presence. Wow, he did this. Wow, he did that. He did that for me. This is what the incarnation meant. You know, over and over again, it's just living in this kind of, uh, this awareness, this reality. And look, I'm not saying that certain things that I have like manifested in my life, but I already have them. That reality that I have him and what he's done is much more reality than what I see. You know, I'll share a story real quick. Uh, so at the 4th of July, uh, one, of, uh, one of my kids came up to me with a, a firework that I thought was a sparkler, okay? This was uh, 4th of July last year. I thought it was a sparkler. It was not a sparkler. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So I... So I, I, I lit this thing, and I'm waiting for it to sparkle. You know, I'm like, right, it just pops right by my ear. And my, my ear just immediately, like total tinnitus, just cannot hear at all out of this left side of my ear. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not good. So, uh, you know, I was like, after totally freaking out for it, about it for like two weeks, I was, uh, I was back home, and I, I went to the doctor, and he's like, no, I mean, it's, uh, they did, they it got a lot better after a couple of days, but uh, they did all tests. I didn't lose any hearing or anything like that. And but there, there was there, there's still a ringing there. You know, there, there's a ringing there. So I was like, uh, a little bit after that, I'm like, kind of complaining to my wife. You know, we're at we're playing Pictionary. I'm, oh, I was playing Pictionary with my son, and uh, I'm like, why, why, why isn't this going on? You know, why am I healed? He said I'm healed. You know, whatever, just being whatever. So. Uh, so as we're playing this, my son is, it's his turn. And so he, we have the, the cards there. I don't know how many cards there are, anywhere from 100 to 200 cards. So he, he's taking a card out. I'm still complaining to my wife. He takes a card out. So I'm that one out of, say, 200, uh, one out of 200 cards that's in that thing. Uh, he grabs that, and then there's like five different things that you could do on each side. So then you have two sides. He must have chose one of the sides, and then there's five other things and then you get to actually write something, whatever. So as I'm still complaining to my wife, and he scribbles something on the thing, and the time is up, and I'm, I couldn't guess what it was, I'm like, Gabe, what is that? He's like, it's an ear. So he, he pulled the ear out of all of this whole time that I'm complaining about my ear, out of that whole thing of cards that he pulled out. It, it ended up being an ear, you know? And so God spoke to me in that moment, and Cindy actually spoke a word to me. Uh, I was sitting back after this happened, and uh, she said, this is going to be a time that e- even if your natural uh, senses aren't working as good, you're really going to start hearing from God. And boy, have I started hearing from God. I'll, I'll take this over hearing out of my actual ears. I, I, the, the point being, I have that healing. It's going to happen. I, I, my, the reality of this is more real to me even than what I see lately. You know, this, this, this reality that, that Jesus has come to uh, birth in us and all that. So I'm kind of, uh, like, the whole point being is that uh, I have it. I have it. I'm waiting for the manifestation of it, but I, I, I already have it, you know? So, and, the, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said, saith unto him, ooh, King James, wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man when the waters trouble to put me into the pool. But while I'm, I am coming... Another steps down before me. So he's been on some free drinks tomorrow. He's done this before. 
You know, and he's been coming back here every time. And then he starts thinking like an orphan. Well, they got their blessing. And then I came back next year. They got their blessing. This can never happen to me, though. No one can pick me up. So, you know, it's just this, this thing. Jesus says unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. That word rise, agiero, to awaken from sleep. Open your eyes. Look, 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 I'm here. I'm here. Open your eyes. That's the thing. When we, when we were looking at, off at God way in the distance, we fail to see that he's within us. Uh, the, the, the song, uh, Abba, uh, you know, bo- closer than our skin, our bones. I mean, the word became flesh. That was the goal. That, that was the thing to tabernacle among men and women. That was the, play, the final destination. And this shows us that this is, this is not a behavior manual. It's a book about Emmanuel, God with us. <laughs> and I think we can get to one. Can I get to one more thing? Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, the Jews therefore said unto him that was cured. Okay, wait, let's just jump a little bit ahead. So arise, awaken from sleep. So I, I love this. And uh, uh, Zach, if we can uh, go to verse 14. Well, let me, let me read it in the King James first. If we can go to verse 14, and then I'll switch over to a, re, a, a translation that I really like. Or who, who is it? Okay, there we go. Okay, so let's just go to 14. I love this. Afterward, after Jesus finds him in the temple and says unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto thee. If we could switch that up, Zach, with the, I, I love the mirror translation of this. Then a little later, Jesus found him in the synagogue and said, See, you have become whole. Do not continue in your old distorted mindset. Then nothing worse can happen to you. So I'm just going to break down. This this is going to be good here. So uh, Jesus always points to our wholeness. He doesn't point to our lack. Holy Spirit doesn't point to our lack. He points us to our righteousness. Uh, So, you know, he's always having us meditate and focus and entwine our thoughts with our wholeness. To metanoia, like Rifle Rifle always has, you know, always teaches. To go to the high place, to see things the way he sees them. To co-know, to meta-nos, co-know with God and see things the way he sees them. So we go to that word uh, sin here. So I've really been studying this, this word of sin, hamartia, okay? Uh, and it's actually ha is a negative, okay? Ha-martia. So actually the word martia comes from this word meros, meros, and Let's, it's, uh, it's almost like the word uh, metamorphe, metameros. It's the same root, okay, which metamorphe means with form, with full portion. Metamero, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, see where you've been made whole. Focus on your wholeness. Ha martia means without form. Without form. You're not acting the way you're, you're not noticing the rock that you've been cut from. So uh, we can go to uh, Deuteronomy 32, 18. So when we're sinning, the, again, remember we talked about at the beginning, the root and then the fruit. 
the, the, the root of hamartia, of sin, is that we're living without form. We're, we're forgetting our Father. We're forgetting that we were made in His image. And then the, the root, or then the fruit comes afterward, the behavior. Okay, but the, uh, Paul said anything that's not of faith is sin. So I mean, anything that's not of faith, how are we seeing ourselves? Okay, that's already a distorted mindset. If we're not seeing ourselves the way he sees us, that's a distortion, right? So uh, Deuteronomy, if we could go to uh, 32.18, and I'll, and I'll end with this. So uh, it says, of the rock who begot you, you are unmindful, and I've forgotten the God who fathered you. So that's when, when, when Jesus is, is trying to direct this man at Bethesda. He's trying to direct him to his wholeness. Behold, look. See, you've been made whole. Don't continue with a distorted mindset that you're in deficit, that you're in lack, that uh, you're not healed, that you, you know. I, I, you know, the, the faith comes before the manifestation. And faith does not create reality. It manifests a reality that was there all along. It's always been there. A lot of uh, uh, this, you know, the, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this next week, I guess. The word was made flesh. He entwined with our humanity. In the incarnation, it's, I, it's, I've been reading um, T.F. Torrance, uh, who's just such a profound theologian. He, he, he studied under Karl Barth. And uh, this, this, this whole thing of what Jesus accomplished in the incarnation, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's totally mind-blowing. It's a lot better than I ever thought it was. The, the gospel, the good news, is a far better than I ever thought it was. And I, and I uh, hope to be able to communicate that. But um, Pastor Doug, do you want me to feel? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, w- 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 you know, what we can, I, if, if the prayer team can come up, I, I'd certainly, you know, like to be able to pray for people if there's just a- a- anything. Like, if, if, you know, this is one of those things that, to get revelation on these things, to, to be able to see these things. This is something that God wants to show us. It's not something that we have to strive for. We don't have to go into the hamster wheel of religion in order for our Father to bless us. You know, we don't, uh, I, I'm going to use this example just because it came to my head, but, you know, we, when we think about everything that we're doing when we're kissing our lover, it kind of takes away the romance. You know what I mean? When we're like, well, am I doing this right? Uh, is, is this offensive or, you know, all awkward? And it, it, it takes the romance out of it, you know? And it, this is the dance that we've been invited into with God. And, 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 you know, when we start realizing who we are and we see that our wills are actually in synergy with the will of God and, we, and, and he's redeemed all these things, that we start flowing with who we are created to be, we'll do a lot of work. We'll do much more work than doing what uh, out of obligation and out of fear. And, and we'll be free to love. You know, we'll be free to love God for who he is. And, 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 you know, that's even like John saw this. He says, herein is the love of God. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave himself for us. And we, that's our starting point. Uh, God's love for us and we drink it in and we drink it in and we drink it in. And we're transformed by that. And then we start walking in it and we start doing not out of obligation, but out of the, the, the divine romance that we've been swept into. So uh, I, I'd like I j- just to invite anybody up that we can pray for you, that, that maybe you're having, you know, uh, some, some 
distorted mindsets with, with who you are or who God thinks you are. Or, um, if, the, if you feel like there's lack in, in your life or, uh, you know, or, or, or need healing in an area or wherever it is that you could just come up and we could just pray for these things to, to say that they're done. 2,000 years ago on the cross, it is finished. And we can just live from that reality. And when that does become our reality, we have it. And we just, we wait expectantly for the manifestation, not, uh, not putting expectations on God. We're just expectantly, you know, sorry, last story. If, if I tell my, my, my son that I'm going to get him Pokemon cards at the end of the week, he is, if, if, if he knows me and he knows my nature, he's telling all his friends, I have my Pokemon cards. I had them. I have Pokemon cards. The next day, Tuesday, I have Pokemon cards. I got them. Well, where are they? I, I, my dad has them. I have them. I, I have them. And, and, and there's, there's an expectancy. There's not like, well, he's got to do it this way and in this, you know, he, he just already has them. Even if they, he didn't actually have them in his hand yet. His reality is that he already has them. So he's sharing it with all his friends. I just pray, God, in Jesus' name, that we would just be a blessing. That, that, we, would not, that we would just realize that we, in, in Christ, that we've been made partakers of the divine nature. That we have been made perfect, not because of what we have done, but because of what he did. That we would be uh, uh, able to just walk in this wholeness that Jesus bought for us. You know, Christ didn't come teaching a message only. Paul says Christ is the message. There's a lot in that. And we're going to be talking about it next week. He is the message. He is sanctification. He is righteousness. He is healing. He's, that, it's all in his incarnate being. The very fact that he incarnated speaks volumes. We're going to talk about it. But if I invite anybody, I'll, I'll go on all day. Sorry. Uh, but if, if anybody will come up, uh, feel free to come up. Thank you.